welcome back another beautiful episode i am your co-host daddy big dick <laughs> daddy I big am, dick i am accompanied by the owner remember the owner in case you have any legal issues um the bitch <laughs> with the big ass head chelsea aka it's, trash cat you know my favorite thing is that you have to point out the size of my head as if yours isn't double the size but go off king oh anyway. that's all i had to say i just figured i'd introduce everyone make sure all you know all the legal teams know who to contact yeah. if there are any issues if there's any issues yes yes hit up the owner yes the ceo the, yes the ceo of sketchfest mm-hmm. period how, how are you doing today i'm here no one cares Privet chelsea and welcome to Sketchfest. Today we're going to talk about some fuck shit, per usual. So Joshua. Ooh, starting off spicy. Yeah. Yeah, what's going you on? Got, you got me all pissed off. No, just um, Have you ever heard of Dr. Joseph Dijarnet? I've heard the name. I've heard little bits. I mainly just don't know how to pronounce his last name. Well, but please fill me in. Maybe you should get better. Um, so today we're going to talk about Dr. Joseph Spencer Dijarnet. And I just want to preface this by saying that this man is incredibly evil. And everything that he has done is, for lack of a better word, fuck shit. Right? So he was like the the epitome of just like, fuck around and find out. Right? So the whole reason I wanted to bring this up is because we did an episode we did an episode before you got here with my old co-host Jake with our friend, well my friend Johnny. Um Johnny and I used to adventure like in abandoned buildings and all that. We used to travel for it. Like we've been all over the place. But there was one time where we went to we were going down south. We called it our southern saga. And uh, we went down to like New Orleans for the abandoned Six Flags and all that shit. But on our way back up, we went to Virginia and we ended up um, going to the Western State Hospital. Have you ever heard of it? I actually have not. Well, you're about to and you're about to hate it. Am I? You Sounds are. like someplace you call home. For some people, they did. And I mean, there's still some people on the property, but, you know, that's for... That's for later. Did they give you a nice welcome home little sign? Just wait till you hear what this building is now, and then you're gonna, you're gonna eat, you're gonna eat those words. Anyway, so Joseph Dijarnet. Uh, let's talk about who the fuck this is first of all. So Dijarnet was born September 29th of 1866. So that is means he French. Um, he's descendant of French. Okay. So French bloodline, yes. Okay. Um, so he was born September 29th, which means that he is a Libra. So I'm actually shocked and appalled because I have never met a Libra that I didn't like. But I've also never met Dijarnet. And if I did, I probably wouldn't like him. Just because of what I'm about to tell you. But anyway, so he was a Libra. And I uh, hate that for the Libra gang because y'all are cool. So don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying, Libra gang. I love you guys, just not this one. So Dijarnet was the director of the Western State Hospital in Staunton, Virginia from 1905 to 1943. 
He was very vocal about his support for racial segregation in eugenics. So for those of you that may not know what eugenics is, or I don't know if you know what eugenics is. Nope. Um, eugenics is the study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable. So this is basically, in layman's terms, selective breeding of humans. So it's similar to, you know, some of the uh, German military beliefs back in the day. Like the Aryan race? Yes. Yes, exactly. So, aside from him being very vocal about eugenics, he specifically focused on compulsory sterilization of the mentally ill. So he took the mentally ill and just made it worse. Uh, he kind of capitalized off of their suffering. So um, when I say sterilization, I mean sterilization by like removing biological components that were needed for reproduction via surgical implements. So lack of a better term, castrating people, you know, removing reproductive organs. Um, he did this so that people could not reproduce and pass on bad characteristics. So getting into like his early life, right? So he was born on his family's plantation. So that says a lot, just straight out, straight out the gate. Born on the family's plantation that was called Pine Forest. Shocker. Uh, and this was in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Mm. His parents were Elliot Hawes Desjarnet, who was formerly, formerly a captain in the Confederate Army. Shocker again. And Evelyn Magruder Dijonet. So the Dijonet were descended from French Huguenot Hello, I think that's how you say it. Huguenot immigrants who settled in Virginia during the colonial period. So it's giving very much plantation. Mm -hmm. His maternal grandfather was Benjamin Harry Magruder, who was a prominent Virginia lawyer and legislator. In 1864, he was elected into the U.S. House of Representatives. His uncle, Daniel Dijarnett, was a prominent Virginia politician who served in the Virginia House of Delegates and United States Congress and the Confederate Congress during the Civil War. So, as you could tell, he comes from a very, very well-known, prominent family, right? Yeah. So we all know what happens when people come from prominent families and they do wrong. It gets swept under the rug. Yep. Mm -hmm. Always. Yes. Uh, what do they call it? Affluent? Yep. yep. Crazy what money does. It is crazy what money will do. Money and, um, I guess, status or rank. Yep. You could get away with anything. It's just like the Murdoch murders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Or, or that, that, that video going around where the uh, politician is talking about all of the legal offenses that people of congress have done and people thought oh it's a gang member oh it's this and that and they're like no this is the list of 400 things that our politicians have done under congress since they've been in office it's like oh <laughs> just get swept under the rug it's interesting how we could just make that go away right so if you, you want to be money. a shithead just be a politician you'll never get in trouble oh shocker i mean we should get into politics <laughs> <laughs> just kidding Christ. i don't care that much talks enough for it though your mama first of all i'm sure she's a great lady but also fuck you <laughs> so anyway joseph graduated from the medical college of virginia in 1888 
This hospital is now known as the Virginia Commonwealth University Medical Center. After graduating, he practiced at the, this might be um, interesting if you know who I'm about to talk about, but he practiced at the R.E. Lee Camp Confederate Soldiers Home in Richmond, Virginia for a year. So, R.E. Lee, Robert E. Lee. He was a Confederate general during the American Civil War from 1862 to 1865. Because, why is that? Oh, the Confederacy only lasted four years? That's right. Crazy. Interesting, but we're still still bragging about it. Right, we still celebrate losers. Interesting. Everyone gets a trophy. So, it's actually really funny because I went to school with this kid named And his, like, bragging right our entire, like, childhood was that he was related to Robert E. Lee. And everyone was like, you know, like, that's not cool, right? Like, do you understand that that's not as cool as you think it is? Right. He never thought it was, I don't know. He never thought it was problematic, but whatever. I wonder what he's doing now. Maybe he's looking back on that. I wonder. I wonder if he ever sits back and is just like, you know what? That was kind of cringy. Hmm. Because I would. A little racist, but hey. A little racist, but hey. So, anywho. Suburban schooling. Yeah. That's giving very much suburbia. Mm-hmm. So, after Joseph's year in Robert E. Lee's business, he joined the staff of the Western Lunatic Asylum in, in Staunton, Virginia. Sorry, just lost my, my brain just cut out. Uh, this asylum was renamed in 19, or I'm sorry, 1894 uh, to the Western State Hospital. So, um, they tried to disconnect that, like, lunatic, like, lunatic asylum from a lot of, like, asylums you know like a lot of the houses that keep people that are mentally unwell um we're always just the lunatic asylums right or asylum that's like the loony bin which is like real fucked up now we can't say that anymore that's problem you're canceled actually i'm I'm canceled yeah you live (laughs) most of your life there okay i have actually never been institutionalized really really i have hella grippy socks but they're all for my grandma (laughs) Me trying to explain to people that I have an abundance of grippy socks that I didn't even earn rightfully. It's kind of embarrassing. So, um, after, you know, he was doing the R.E. Lee thing for a year, uh, he went to the Western State Asylum. uh, And they renamed it to the Western State Hospital because it's more, like, politically correct. Um, Valentine's Day of 1906, he married one of his colleagues, Dr. This name kills me, Chertsey. Dr. Chertsey Hopkins. <laughs> because he was told that being married would be a career advancement. Anyway, after his marriage, Chertsey went on to continue practicing. And there were no children produced from the couple, thank God. Because he would have selectively breeded them. Mm. No, bred, I think is the term. Whatever. Let's get, this bread. And- <laughs> let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Good God. So let's talk about his career, right? Let's hear about it. So we've already gathered that this dude is already just an affluent piece of shit, right? Yep. He could do no wrong, basically. Yep. He does go on to do wrong, but his career, right? So in 1904, Dijarnette became the first president of the Augusta, Augusta, Augusta? I don't know how you say that. Augusta County Medical Society, right? 1906, so two years later, Desjarnet was appointed superintendent of the Western State Hospital, formerly the uh, Lunatic Asylum. 
Uh, that same year, in 1906, DJ worked with Aubrey Strode and Albert Pretty to establish the Virginia State Colony for Epileptics and Feeble-Minded in Lynchburg. So, feeble-minded, right? This is someone that is suffering with severe mental impairment. They called him feeble-minded. Dijarnet was a devout Presbyterian. It's a break from the Roman Catholic Church, basically. So it's just a lot of, like, I don't know, religious shit. And a lot of people that do wrong that, like, lean on religion just kind of blows my mind. But I digress. It's not what I'm about, but good for you. Anyway, so he's a Presbyterian. So because of the Dijarnet's religious beliefs, uh, he supported the temperance movement, which was a social movement promoting temperance or abstinence from alcohol consumption. So early on straight edge. Let's go. Let's fucking go. But fuck that dude. But fuck that dude. Yeah, see? Anyway, due to his support for the temperance movement, he believed that sterilizing people with certain traits like alcoholism would prevent these traits from being passed on to future generations. So he thought that if he could sterilize people, he could create people in the future that wouldn't be suffering with feeble-mindedness, whether it be alcoholism or if you had any sort of mental health issue. He thought that he could breed that out, right? I don't know if that's how it works, Hmm. but maybe. We didn't let him practice enough. Thank God. (laughs) So, um... So, yeah, he was trying to sterilize these people so that in the future, uh, future generations, we wouldn't have like alcoholics and stuff like that. So alongside alcoholism, he believed that the insane, the epileptic, the hereditary criminal, the syphilitic, the imbecile and the idiot should never reproduce. This is why I'm never having kids because I hit that last all category. of them. <laughs> oh, okay. all, of, yep. all of them except for alcoholism. The insane. Well, you're not epileptic, are you? I feel like I would know that by now. You would have probably, like, prefaced our... Maybe. I don't want to say our friendship, because I'm not your friend. Yeah, we're not. We're not friends. We're 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 co-workers. Yeah. You're my subordinate. I I, I deal with you. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. I'm not, actually. But anyway. I don't know why I volunteered for this. I don't know why you volunteered for this, either. But the fans seem to like you, so... Hey, shout out the fans. Shout out the fans. Fuck Chelsea. Anyways. Your mama. (laughs) <laughs> so Dijarnet went on to write that quote if proper steps be taken the unfit can be made to grow annually smaller and finally disappear entirely from our registers unquote so <clears throat> he was trying to make a whole future generation of people that weren't fucky but I like I like the character that we have I would have been sterilized Clearly. My parents would have been sterile. I wouldn't exist. Yeah. She's already had a few lobotomies. It hasn't helped. Dude, I want a lobotomy so goddamn bad. Like, it hurts. Like, I would pay good money for a lobotomy. I already have frontal lobe damage. Just twist it up a little bit more. Hey, if anyone out there. Yeah, if you know where I can get a lobotomy besides Claire's, let me know. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I'll even consider Claire's. Do you want to get matching lobotomies? I'm down. Period. <laughs> so. Sketchfest things. Just sketchfest things. Sketchfest. Uh, we do a whole episode where we get lobotomies. Oh my god! Join our Patreon if you want to see us get lobotomies. Yeah. What I tell you about capitalizing? 
So in the 1920s, Desjarnet began lobbying for the Commonwealth of Virginia to pass a compulsory sterilization law. He became so frustrated with his opponents in the Virginia Assembly that he said, quote, when they vote against it, I really felt they ought to have been sterilized as unfit, unquote. So he's literally so pissed off trying to fight for the sterilization law that nobody else wanted that he was like, you know what? You don't want this. You're unfit. And if I had it my way, you'd be sterilized. And you know what? There's something about that that's just so fucking poetic. It's just chef's kiss, truthfully. Why do people Is Chelsea like, a Deezer or Net sympathizer? Find out this episode. Yeah, by the end, we'll find out. Let's fuck around and find out together, shall we? So, he believed that they should be sterilized because they were unfit. But in 1922, uh, E. Lee Trinkle, who was a longtime political colleague of Strode and a supporter of the eugenics movement, was elected governor of Virginia. So, as you can probably gather, things are about to go in his way. Things are about to go in Dijonet's way. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, Governor Trinkle released a report on the critical financial condition of the Commonwealth. This report stated that one of its largest contributions to Virginia's dire financial state was the increased spending on institutionalizing what he called defectives. Trinkle advocated that the compulsory sterilization law uh, as a cost-saving strategy for public institutions uh, that experience growth in the incarceration of the feeble-minded. So he's basically trying to say that if we pass this law, the institutions will grow smaller. They won't be as jam-packed. He's trying to use this as a crutch, like, hey, we can make this better if you vote for this. Right? Weird. Mm, corrupt politicians. Interesting how that works, huh? It's I almost like it's never it changed. From. I wonder who he learned it from. Hmm. Crazy. Hmm. Maybe mom and dad? Oh, well, you know what? It's actually really funny because later on you'll find out who he learned this from. Actually, in a few sentences you'll find out Ooh. who really kind of drove this into their minds. Getting me all so, hot and bothered now. I know. Hot, right? So basically, he was saying that we should make sterilization legal because then they could not reproduce and the future of incarceration would be cheaper. That's what he was basically trying to say. Virginia's Eugenical Sterilization Act was signed into law by Trinkle on March 20th of 1924. So when you think about it, that really wasn't that long ago. That was 99 years ago. There are people still alive from then. You know what? What's today's date? It's almost 99 years ago. Yeah, there are still people still alive. Like, that's crazy. Uh, but, anywho, uh, in 1932, Dijarnet opened a self-supporting, semi-private mental hospital for middle-income patients, which was adjacent to the Western State uh, Hospital, right? <clears throat> and he conveniently named it the Dijarnet State Sanatorium after him. Like, he's like, you know what? Let me put my dick on it. Yeah. Wow. So here's where it all kind of ties in together and it makes sense as to why this is happening. So a year later in 1933, Adolf Hitler rose to power as the chancellor of Germany and implemented the world's most ambitious eugenics program. Dijarnet closely watched its progress and favored the Nazi eugenics. Hmm. Shocking. Shocking. Crazy. 
So Nazi eugenics refers to the social policies of eugenics in Nazi Germany. This is composed of various pseudoscientific ideas about genetics. The racial ideology of Nazi uh, Nazism is placed by the biological improvement of the German people by selective breeding of Nordic or Aryan traits as its center. These policies were used to justify the involuntary sterilization and mass murder of those that were deemed undesirable. The genocide. I love it. A <laughs> little bit of genocide. One year later, in 1934, Dijarnet begged the General Assembly to broaden the scope of Virginia's sterilization law because, quote, the Germans are beating us at our own game and are more progressive than we are, unquote. This dude's fried. This dude is fucking fried. And it only gets worse. And what's crazy, that this kind of thing was going on in America during the World War. Like, what? They said, yo, fuck Hitler. We have our own. Like, what? Yeah, they're like, you know what? How about, you know what? Let's just do that. It's like Kmart version. It's like Kmart We have Hitler, Hitler at home. Yeah, it's like we got <laughs> Hitler at home. Yeah, pretty much. That's what he is. So um, I have a little blurb in here where it just says, we love a competition to see who's a bigger piece of shit. Love that for him. In 1938, Dijarnet compared the progress of the United States unfavorably with the progress in Nazi Germany, stating that, quote, Germany in six years has sterilized about 80,000 of her unfit, while the United States, with approximately twice the population, has only sterilized about 27,869 to January 1st, 1938, in the past 20 years. Dot, dot, dot. The fact that there are 12 million defectives in the United States should arouse our best endeavors to push this procedure to the maximum, unquote. Here's the crazy thing. So if he's dictating who gets sterilized, who dictates if he gets sterilized? Good question, because Chertsey ain't around no more. Right? Chertsey can't say shit. God. I'm glad that she left. But it's... He's giving very much unfit. Hmm. In 1943, State Hospital Board removed him as superintendent of Western State due to his... Uh, autocratic leadership style and the decrepit condition of the hospital. Well, that was the reason why. It's kind of all the like, other stuff. Like, yeah, like, oh, the hospital's not looking great. Now you got to step down. Well, like, you know, you got to find ways because you know it's kind of like how today in today's size, like society, if you somehow get pregnant at a job where they're like, oh, we don't want you to be pregnant. Blech. They'll fire you, not because you're pregnant, because that's illegal, but they'll find something else. Like, you're unfit for something else. Right. You right. know? So, I feel like it was one of those deals. Fair. You know? True. So, uh, he remained in charge of the semi-private sanatorium until 1947 and continued to advocate eugenics after the Nazi Holocaust was exposed at the end of World War II. Dijonet, thankfully, died in 1957. Oh, thank God. Thank God. But now let's talk about... Rest in piss, honestly. Rest in piss, truthfully. Like, that guy sucks. But now let's talk about the Western State Hospital itself. Because it's a, it's a spooky place. And I've been there. So I will be posting some of the pictures that I have uh, that I took while it was abandoned. I'll post those on our Instagram. 
And I'll post some pictures that are kind of pertinent to this episode. She also as well. has pictures of when it wasn't abandoned. She was a nice hotel for her. Is this foreshadowing? What? Do you know what it turned into? No. Okay, period. Anyway. <laughs> I was just referencing that, that you, you spent some time in those beds there, so. <sighs> there were no beds when I was there. There was oh, a yeah, really cool staircase, though. Yeah, they didn't think uh, tucking a piece of wood into bed made sense. Mm-mm. No, there's no reason for that. Nope. We don't want Plank to be comfortable. No. So let's talk about the Western State Hospital, right? Western State Lunatic Asylum was built by architect Thomas Blackburn. Keep that in mind. Thomas Blackburn. Thomas Blackburn in 1828 for the mentally ill, and it admitted its first patient on July 24th of 1828. In its later years, the hospital was renamed Western State Hospital in 1894 because we're trying to be more politically correct, even though there's some fuck shit going on there, right? Got to protect your name. Protect your neck. Protect your neck, but just not there, apparently. Right. You just get a lobotomy. It's yeah. fine. Uh, so in its early, in its early days, <clears throat> the hospital complex was more resort-styled, and it had terraces for patients to plant flowers and take walks in hope that it would help improve their mental health. So started out with, like, a good intent, right? And when I was there, they still had those terraces. It was fucking crazy. Uh, so... Come the mid-19th century, utopian model of care disappeared, and the facility became overcrowded. This resulted in new techniques such as ankle and wrist restraints. Coercion Ooh. and straitjackets would also be used. Sounds like my type of night. <laughs> Sounds like uh, BDSM got some influence from this. Ruh-roh. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Our BDSM stands... Dijonet stands. Should we cancel them? Is Fifty Shades of Grey? <gasps> They're Dijonet stands. Exactly. Let's cancel them. Like canceled. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. I need to go to Twitter right it's now. It's so easy to cancel everything. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so going back to the passage of the Eugenical Sterilization Act in 1924, patients would now be forcibly sterilized until this law was repealed finally. In the 1970s. Jesus Christ. So it was, that was legal for 50 something years. Or maybe it was like, I think it was 46 technically. Now looking at the math, I think it's 46. 46 years of being legal. And they only just stopped it in the 70s. Which really wasn't that long ago. It really isn't. My parents were born in the 70s. That's what I'm saying. Like, so electroshock therapy and lobotomies were also performed here which is not a shocker at all. But for those that may not fully understand what a lobotomy is, this is a surgical operation involving an incision in the prefrontal lobe of the brain that was thought to treat mental illness. And while a small percentage of lobotomies actually did help with said illnesses, most procedures resulted in long-term mental dullness with patients. So botched lobotomies. Get a little smooth brain after one. Yeah, a little smooth brain. Did you? Okay. Did you know that that's actually kind of offensive to say? Is it? Apparently. I don't know. I mean, I reference myself as smooth brain pretty frequently. I think I have a pretty smooth brain as well. But apparently it's like an actual condition. I don't know. So, um, it would... The botched ones would result in long-term mental dullness. So, people just were not themselves anymore. I mean, granted, 
they weren't really themselves beforehand, but now they weren't even, like, human-like. They were just dull. Same. Don't know, man. Uh, it's kind of like, I kind of get the same vibe from a lobotomy as I do with people that are on lithium. Okay, yeah. When you're on lithium, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, I, I kind of feel like it's more, like, zombified, right? right? Like, you're still living, breathing, sentient human being. But it's just down quite a bit. Just very dull. And um, I'm actually I feel bad for people that are on lithium. I hope it's helping. But also it's like that's such a heavy medication. They were thinking about putting me on lithium at one point. You'd still you probably talk more. You'd be like the Energizer Bunny. Oh, my God. My heart would probably explode. Uh, probably. I, maybe it's just a little turbo boost for your heart. You know? <gasps> turbo. Just up the ante. So go. Western State was registered as a historical property in 1969, but the property was relocated to its new site near the interstate. The original facility was then converted into a medium security penitentiary. So it went from this asylum to the hospital to now a penitentiary. Shocking shocking and when i was there i actually have pictures of this too that i'll post there is like a jail like it's like a jail mm. there's like a bunch of different tiers that kind of look like different like levels of a house or something but they're all just boarded not like boarded up but they all fenced up kind of deal so it was like mm. they were fenced in really really sinister to see um so yeah it turned into this medium security penitentiary and the prison eventually closed in 2003, and the site became abandoned for several years. In 2005, the property was given to the Staunton Industrial Authority, where the plans were to conceive residences began. So they were going to make them into some sort of residences. So last I knew, when we were down there, they were talking about making it into, like, condos or, like, townhouses or something. I don't know. I don't know how you decipher what's a townhouse. From, from genocide facility to condos. Yes. They said, you used to live here against your will, but now you can live here on your own free will. And pay. And pay money. us to live there. There's definitely not ghosts. No. None. Not, a, not a single not one. Not a single no. ghost on the property. Nope. Nope. There aren't. There's no bad you doing here. Nope. We'll even, you know what? If you decide you want to live here, we'll sage it for free. How about that? Free sage? Free sage. Hey, that's hard to come by in this state. You know. That stuff's getting expensive. And it's protected, you, you so it's, it's kind of hard. I, side eye <laughs> look if someone were to try to sage the property to get rid of the the demons i'd Le, still be here bitch Le, i know right we tried to sage it before she came in and this bitch is still here y'all are hurting yourself more than anything <sighs> jesus christ <laughs> so yeah they were gonna make these residences of sorts but in 2008 the first condominiums went up on sale so Turned into condos. They started going up on sale. I don't really know if that even... I don't even know if that ended up sticking, though, because it now what it is is a whole different thing. But in 2018, the remainder of the complex was debuted as the Blackburn Inn and the Conference Center. So now it's a kind of like a hotel. So that's why when you said it was like a hotel, I was like, did you? Oh. Did you know something I didn't... So, 
but that's funny because I can't know something different. Mega mind. When I was doing this research, fuck you. <laughs> when I was doing this research, uh, I was having the hardest time finding like what this place was currently, because I don't want to say they like erased it from like history type of deal, but they made it very hard to find like the address and what it is and where it went. This, this, and that. But now it's the Blackburn Inn, and if you'll refer back to what I said earlier, it's now called the Blackburn because it was built by Thomas Blackburn. So they were like, you know what? We're going to take all the bad history. We're no longer going to be associated with Dijarnet. We're giving it back to Blackburn. Okay. Period. Go off. They said, fuck that guy. Blackburn, it's your time to shine, baby. What a guy. What a guy. So he's probably rolling in his grave thinking like, they did what? Unless he might not. I don't know. Anyway. So with the property being renamed after the architect Thomas Thomas Blackburn himself, uh, it seems as though the plan was to erase the evil history from the property. The Western State Complex, now the Blackburn Inn, is composed of 22 buildings and four structures. So it's a big bitch. Thick. Big bitch. So these include the dairy barn. Uh, there's a milk house. There's a boiler plant. What's the difference between the, the dairy barn and the milk house? Well, uh, what makes you think I would fucking know that? I don't Do know. I look like I work there? Do you really want me to answer that? No, because you'll probably hurt my feelings. Okay. <laughs> no, also fuck you. Um, fuck you. You mama. So there's a dairy barn, milk house, boiler plant, coal trestle, wary building, laundry, and personnel quarters. Uh, male and female patient wards, the bird building, uh, doctor's residences, main building, and the admin building, the north building, the chapel, and ward three, which would be like the prison. Ward three, huh? Oh, it's weird. Huh. It's like I belong there. So, quick mention of the on-site graveyard. Shout out. Quick little shouts. Uh, this graveyard holds nearly 3,000 graves, and most are unmarked. I have a picture of the grave somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. That's crazy. It's a lot. They're just lined the fuck up. Imagine how many people are like, what happened to them? Where'd they go? You know, families. And they're like, just eh. in Staunton, Virginia. Right? Like, which unmarked one's grave? my son? Who knows? 69. Hell is so hot. You're you're joining Dijarnet. <laughs> You know what? All right, this is so off topic, but like, have you ever thought about like unmarked graves or like mass graves where like they're all just bones and shit? Like mm -hmm. nowadays when we're like retrieving all these bones, how the fuck do you even go about separating them? That's a great question. How the fuck? Nerds. Nerds be doing nerdy shit, and hey, I love shout that. Shout out the nerds. I fuck with STEM. Somebody's gotta. Somebody's gotta. Somebody's gotta bones, do it, and it ain't right? me. I ain't good at that matching shit. Excel sheets. Dude, they be using some crazy shit. I love scientists, man. I wish I would. All right. If there are any scientists out there. We love you. Chelsea's single. I am. And I love people in STEM. But you have to have money. That's not entirely true. Because I've, I've fucked with brokes before. I've fucked with bums. Oh, we know. Yeah? How do you know? I digress. I digress. Shut the fuck up. 
Anyway, so uh, nowadays you can stay at the Blackburn Inn for around $155 a night in good old Staunton, Virginia. Should we go? I'm down. Period. We can do a ghost hunting episode. I would love to start like a ghost hunting series. I'm down. Are you? I'm down. I'm trying to do an overnight at Mansfield Reformatory. We were planning on doing an episode there as well. And the Franklin Castle. I'm down. But here's the thing, and I need to preface this. I'm not even talking to the listeners anymore. I'm talking to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We plan on taking this to video one day. Okay. Absolutely. That means that you are going to have to be seen with me. I know. You mean you're going to have to be seen with me. You're going to have to be seen with me. Great. Is that something you're okay with? I guess. As long as the video doesn't get out, we're good. We're all just privated. <laughs> Private YouTube video. DM for link. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. So let's talk about the Dijarnet Sanitarium since that was uh, that was a whole separate entity, right? So after he died, um, in 1972, the sanitarium was renamed the Dijarnet Center for Human Development and switched focus to children and adolescents with severe mental disturbances. Hmm. In the late 80s. Start them young. Start them young, you know. Let's just pop them out, fuck them up, and send them somewhere. That's what my parents did. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So, uh, in the late 80s, lack of funding and the building falling apart caused patients to be moved to the new adolescent ward of the Western State Hospital at its new and current location which left the original building behind in 1966. Now owned by the Frontier Culture Museum, the Dijarnet buildings are still, uh, they're kind of being considered for different projects, but currently they're being considered as being a potential shopping mall. Which there's something about like such a really evil building being a shopping mall that just doesn't set right with me said, oh, my God, there's a lobotomy in this Gucci store. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if they put Gucci? A slay. It's like, hey, with your purchase of this Balenciaga bag, you also get a complimentary lobotomy. That's <laughs> just what you're looking for. I know. That's what I'm looking for. I bet so. you they'll put a Claire's. <gasps> Did you know that I used to work at Claire's? And it just keeps getting deeper. It just keeps getting worse. It's like every time I tell you that I've worked somewhere, my character starts to come more full circle. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, I used to work at Claire's. I used to bring in the kids and they'd be like, hey, we want. So she was that girl who pulled out the nice little piercing gun. and. Yeah, forced. you know what's crazy? They didn't even fucking train me. They were like, yeah, just mark a dot, make sure it looks good and just shoot. go for it. That shit was rough how long did you work there how many kids did you mutilate are you dejarnet there's a whole lot going on here that i need answers there's a lot of questions we gotta break it down a little bit um how long did i work there because you are clinically insane you did mutilate children at least their ears Uh, and you worked with claire's me finding out that i'm joseph (laughs) dejarnet this is the plot twist i did not ask for but um, I worked there for maybe like a year, and I was working at the one in, where the fuck was I? I was in Georgia. Yeah. 
You Calhoun, in Georgia, Georgia? I feel like you'd melt. I you, lived there you, for two years. You don't look like you do well in sun. I don't. I got third degree burns when I was in the shade one time. I swear to God, I got heat burns. I had constant UTIs because I could not stay. Uh, hey, the, well, that's a different topic. All right. No, the, the, I couldn't stay fucking hydrated. It was like it was awful. I was dying. So we much. learned today. Chelsea burns in the shade and she also has UTIs. Frequently. I haven't had a UTI since I lived in Georgia, but I could have also been getting cheated on. So that could have been a whole different thing, too. Like I said, the Petri dish right over here. Look, I'm clean. That's all that matters. Debatable. Look, your mama. <laughs> you know what? I kind of want to meet your mom. Can I meet your mom? No. Why? Why do you want to meet my mom? My mom's been through enough, okay? <laughs> She's met enough females in her life, all right? She doesn't need to meet anymore. Well, what does that say about you? Pimping ain't easy. <laughs> Hard out he, here for a pimp. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is um an interesting character. He's also single. If you guys want to message him, get him out of my whoa, inbox. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am not single. Okay. Thank you. Why are you looking at me like that? That's gross. Uh, trust me. I know. I throw up in my mouth every day. Don't know why you would subject yourself to that. I don't know why they would. I don't know why she'd subject herself to that. That's a real question. Rip. Well, <sighs> never mind. You heard it here first. Rip. He is off the market. Yep. <laughs> so I can't meet your mom. I no longer saying. belong to the streets. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's not where you how, were just. That's not what you were just saying. Uh, I don't know if that's how it works, but me- metaphorically, it's how it works, right? Is that the right term? Guys, Josh is an Aquarius that has <laughs> severe issues with commitment. I don't know why I'm getting called out on this episode. I don't know, but I turned into Joseph Dejarnet apparently, so yeah, yeah, hey, I'm here to nice. fuck shit up and leave. <laughs> I, you ain't wrong. But unfortunately, you do have to come back for more podcasts. But unfortunately, I don't get to meet your mom. And that's... Why do you want to meet my mom? Because I want to. Is she hot? I'm waiting. This is such a weird conversation. Are you okay? I'm not sure I understand. Oh. Me neither, Siri. Me neither. Jesus Christ. Woo. Well, Dan, I think we got to call the hospital. This bitch is crazy. <laughs> um. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. If you're a hater, just say that. Anyway, so Chelsea wants to meet my mom. And he won't let me. She's a very busy lady. Is she? Yes. Hmm. She's a full-time teacher. <gasps> Cute. I know, right? How'd that happen? You, me pointing at you. How'd you happen? I don't know. Once you go black, you're a single mom. (laughs) I think it's important to point out real quick um, that Joshua has got a little bit of color in him. Yeah, I'm I'm very light-skinned, but I am half black. All right. Just so you guys don't take that and run with it. Um, But if you choose to. But if you choose to, I mean, y'all know where to find him. Don't bring me into it. XBLK Garden X on everything. Send me a DM. Yell at me. It's it's giving it's giving mentally unwell, but so did the whole Dijarnet case. But yeah, so I think 
Dijonette is a real fucked up individual. And when we were there, like, when you walk in, it's just, like, fucking, oh, my God, it's hallways on hallways on hallways. And, like, all of these just, like, empty-ass rooms with peeling paint. It looked like you had to be insane to be there. But, like, the architecture, fucking immaculate, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There is this big staircase, a big spiral staircase, right? And when you go all the way up to the top, there's, like, this little, like, area that you can stand out, kind of like a lighthouse type of deal. And they, like you could just see around the entire property. So fucking beautiful. But, like, while we were taking pictures of this thing, because it's, like, a very common place to take abandoned pictures. Well, when it was abandoned, I mean, it's not anymore. But, like, when we were taking pictures there, we were just like, God damn, this place is so fucking beautiful. But, like, you just had this eerie feeling in your gut. Like, like you were just being, like, watched. Like, you were going to get a lobotomy. You're somewhere you shouldn't be. Somewhere you shouldn't be. And... I you didn't know, catch funny, a case there, It's though. funny you mentioned architecture of asylums because that is something that we will touch on eventually. Yeah. I love asylum talk, so you guys could probably... fucking crazy. Well. Yeah. Mind your business. The fuck? What does it matter to you? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, as you should be. You're fired. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm not fired. Ooh, I don't like that. That gave me an ego. Don't do that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. Do it again. Anyway, so um, you guys could probably expect more asylum episodes because one thing about Ohio is we got a lot of asylums and we got a lot of spooky places, which makes Ohio's pretty crazy. good content. We got a lot of ghosts here. We do. You have a lot of ghosts. Jesus Christ, we don't even want to get into that. Let's start. Let's make no. a whole episode on that. Let's talk about your origin story. We're not. We don't. We don't want to open up that closet. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, that closet's probably crusty as fuck. Um, um, I showered today. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. It means a lot. <laughs> anyway, so that has been the Dijarnet case. Do you have anything that you'd like to talk about uh, pertaining to Dijarnet? How did that, did that make your stomach hurt at all? Made me hungry. Why? Why? Is it all the bones, you fucking dog? I had chicken wings the last two days. It just, just, brought, whole it just brought back the did memories you eat the of whole dead, bone? dead animals, dead people, dead animals. Like, it's all the same thing, you know? That's disgusting. I do think it's weird that it happened during the same time as World War II. And we were I, just like, eh. I think it's weird that it was, like, not that long ago. There's a lot of shit that happened that wasn't that long ago. And I'm like... Like, in perspective, when you think about it, like, in the entire Earth's history, like, the entire time that beings have been on this planet, it's like, that was, like, yesterday. A lot of fucked up shit has happened, or at least documented specifically in the past hundred years. And it just keeps getting fuckier. I think it's worse now because everything is so easily accessible and easily shareable. Which is why I think that the internet itself is a fucking wild place. Because you can ruin somebody's life in the span of a second. Yeah. But and it's it, like a lot of fucked up shit has happened forever. But it's only now being more like easily obtainable. 
And I don't blame digestible. aliens if they want to absolutely exterminate us. Dude, I heard the craziest fucking theory about aliens. Should I tell you? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Just real quick, because it was a quick little TikTok that I saw, right? Let's hear it. Um, TikTok so, for all your news, by the way. Yes, I love TikTok, and they come out with some bangers when it comes to like theories. But the thing about theories is it's an idea. It's not factually based. But this bitch was saying, okay, so like, uh, so like we as humans... Right. We're like really technologically advanced and like the Internet and like phones and all that shit. Like just technology has come so far. It's fucking crazy. Right. So she's like, well, what if technology keeps like getting uh, like more and more advanced and we have to like start taking in more knowledge. Right. So our heads start to become bigger to obtain more knowledge. Right. It gets worse. Um. So what if our heads start getting bigger so that we can retain more knowledge, right? And then she's like, and then climate change, what if it continuously gets worse to the point where we no longer have a means to live on this planet, right? Or in this area, whatever the fuck she said. Uh, So our heads are getting bigger to get more knowledge and we can no longer live on this planet. We are technologically advanced so that we could literally take off. Um, but she's like, but what if in that whole time of like, um, like climate change and all that, we start to adapt like how animals do sometimes, right? Like you'll shed or like you'll shed your fur or you'll get scales or whatever the fuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's like, what if all of that combined is what fucking aliens are and aliens were us in the future or like in the past, they came back. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. Does it make sense? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, your head's like, pretty big. What if... Well, first of all, did you just call me smart? No. <laughs> I think you called me smart. Yeah. Wow, he your called poor me mom. smart. Yeah, you got a big-ass head. Your poor mom. I wonder if I was a C-section, but... No, I wasn't. I think I asked her that one time. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. So, like, what if we are on our way to being aliens again, and then... We're all going to wipe out on this planet eventually. They're going to start again. And then we're going to come back and visit and be like, hey, yo, this shit sucks. And then it just keeps the cycle. What if? I don't know, but it made my head hurt. And I saw it at like four in the morning. So, yeah, that's making my head hurt. Does it kind it of might just be sense? because you're saying it, but, you know. Well, yeah, there's no like there's no legitimate thought process going on. There's no like there's no structure in here. None of it. Oh, this is what I read the other day. I, Since we're talking about UFOs, they were saying, as in the internet, that, a, that the Pentagon has mentioned that there could potentially be some sort of large UFO in our solar system. They were very vague about it, but they weren't shy <laughs> about it. And that came from the Pentagon. You know, but I what? Just... But what classifies that? Because, I mean, UFO could be... Just right. a plane that and has no identification. They technically changed. I don't know what the term for UFO is now, but it's no longer UFO. It's a different acronym. All happened I don't recently. Like, I don't like when they change stuff like that. Right? We all know and love a UFO. Show me the alien. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And what happened with Area 51? Honestly, we could have done better at breaking in. Sometimes you got to sacrifice lives. Military firing squad might take you out. All right, but if one person gets through and exposes the aliens, then... Show me them aliens. Then you're also going to die, but I do want to see alien titties. Please. Imagine how many they got. Just a collection of alien boobs. 
I wonder. I wonder what kind of clothing. Maybe that's what purple they mattresses are made out of. <laughs> <laughs> I want one so bad. I was going to get a purple mattress. Oh, you got that kind of money, huh? I did. Rest in peace. But I bought a different. Cadillac. I bought a different. No, I that I didn't buy that. So oh yeah, jot that down. Tough. Um, no, it was strategic thievery. Strategic uh persuasion, perhaps. Anyway, your mama. Um, if anyone can forward this to the IRS, please do. But that's fine. I didn't buy it, so. Okay. My name is on the title. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Alien titties? I love them. I want to see them. Anyway, purple mattress? You were going to get one? Oh, yeah. I was going to get one, else? but I got a different bed that wasn't a purple, and then I spent the rest of that money that I... It would have... All right. My bed, if I would have bought it twice, I could get a purple mattress. So I was like, you know what? Let me be responsible. What, did you get a nectar mattress? No. I got a Sealy Norman. Wow. Look at you. Name brand. Mm-hmm. Sealy Norman. And that shit is nice as fuck. And it's a king size. I'm five foot four and I'd be swimming in that bitch. Well, let's be honest. It's for goose. It is for goose. I woke up and goose. All right. So I was laying like this kind of goose was right here. Chubby was up here on my head on the pillow. Fucking like biting my hair and shit. And then I don't know where my other cat was. Probably fucking off somewhere. Fucking teddy bears that he finds on the floor. Um, but yeah, like I'm five foot four in this big ass bed and these two things are just stuck to me. Like there's so much more real estate. Go somewhere. There's another pillow, like a foot that way. Why don't you go there? You go find a blanket somewhere. But no, I woke up and felt like I got hit by a goddamn bus. Typical day. First thing that happened when I woke up this morning, Tylenol. <laughs> I was not getting out of bed unless she I took Tylenol. She woke up, popped a pill. I woke up, I took Tylenol, and I brewed me some coffee. And then, only then, did I decide I will, go to I'll Duncan? get together. No, I would never go to Duncan. Oh. Dan went to Duncan. Oh, I thought you went to Duncan. No, yeah, because Dan spent the night in Lakewood last night. Because he couldn't hang. Can't hang. He can't hang. But anyway. Speaking of that, he's on his second uh, break. No, he's sleeping on the couch. Same thing. <laughs> Just shit in the couch. I mean, Same. Sometimes you gotta shit the bed. I shipped to bed. You ever seen that fucking commercial? Kmart commercial? No. They're talking about free shipping. And they're like, I shipped the bed. Get the fuck out of here. And then it, they're, they're like, uh, Grandpa shipped his pants. This had to have been early 2000s. It was. It's 90s. one of those It's one of those fucking Kmart's commercials. Kmart's not around anymore. It's one of those commercials that is like they, they took off the air. Right. Like along with the, um, you remember that Skittles commercial where it was like she ate a Skittle and she had like, she ended up having like sores oh, all over her body yeah. of skittles they took that one off the air and like the dare one where she was like the flat girl flat girl on the couch they took the yeah it was fucking what a wild time early 2000s can we do an episode about the early 2000s absolutely 100%. period i'm adding that to the list all right but um yeah he was like i shit my bed <laughs> i shit my pants it's so fucking funny anyway yeah look it up but that has been sketch for today uh i hope that you guys hated dejarnet as much as i did um, I hope he rots, but also that place is beautiful, and I hope you enjoy the photos I'm going to post. And I hope you feel sketchy. And I hope you feel sketchy. So, with that being said, follow us on all of our social media platforms. What do we What do we have? We've got Instagram. We've got Patreon. We've got YouTube. We've got Facebook. Uh, but the most important one, 
is Spotify. We are on Spotify, baby. Uh, I think that you would know that if you're listening to this right now. But if you don't, then <clears throat> the fuck? we're on Spotify, baby. If you're listening to this on any other platform, thank you for your support. But also go to Spotify. The fuck? Like, right. Also, if you want to be a part of Sketchfest, if you want us to read your sketchy stories on air so that we can pick them apart or make fun of you or praise you or whatever the case may be, send us your sketchy stories. I want them to be along. I want them to be juicy. I want them to be as sketchy as possible. And what do I mean by sketchy? Anything that you think is out of the ordinary or slightly... I don't know how to describe it any better. Fucked up. Yeah, if I I can't describe it any better than sketchy. So make us feel weird. Make us feel weird, but also make it entertaining. But yeah. if you want to be a part of that, send us your email with your sketchy story to sketchfestpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. And if you ever need your butthole waxed. Yeah, if you ever need your butthole waxed, <laughs> let me know. I'm gonna start posting butthole content on. It's all about wax and Cheerios, baby. <laughs> Give me them chocolate starfishes. Um, we're going to post butthole content on Patreon. So make sure you're following us there. I think a normal subscription is like $5 a month. So join us there. You can play guess your guess who's butthole. Yeah. Oh, guess who's starfish. <laughs> anyway. All right. We got to go. We're starting to ramp up. So we got to do more episodes. All right. Bye. Bye.